Hey everyone, welcome to the Light It Up podcast. My name is Jade. For those of you who are new here, welcome. I seriously encourage you to stick around for today's episode because I had the awesome privilege of kind of interviewing and just having a conversation with someone who's really special in my life. We talked all about their journey of finding confidence and just a lot about confidence and identity. So I think it's a really powerful message. I am aware that this episode is on the longer side, but if you can just stick through it, through whatever you're doing, whether you're driving, cleaning, getting ready, whatever it is, I do think it is eye-opening. I do think it will be worth your time. But anyway, without holding you back, any longer here she is Woo! <laughs> my name's emma emma pierce and i just want to say thanks jade for having me thank you for coming yeah so i've known jade probably since 2011 <laughs> and uh which was a few years i know there were a few years where we didn't really hang out or anything but um i remember being in your home and dancing i know you yes. have those memories as well <laughs> i didn't know who you were but yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so really good to be here and to be part of this. Yes, and Emma's my one of my youth leaders, by the way. Awesome. It is. Jade's awesome to be around. Emma's awesome. And yeah. <laughs> she's the first guest. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking a bit about confidence and identity. And when mm-hmm. Emma told me she wanted to talk about this, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so perfect because... I think everything like comes from your identity and from your confidence Mm. and we'll get into that a bit more today but the first question I have for you Mm. is if I said to you what does a confident person look like and someone who knows their identity like if I say what does confidence and identity what do you think that means what would you say someone's life who they were confident would look like Mm. it's really interesting um I think the first picture that comes to me when you say Um, someone who's really confident is I see a picture of a pastor and he's for example when um Prince Harry and Meghan Markle got married and you know the pastor who was preaching at their wedding he was preaching to millions and billions of people yet he got up there so confidently and just preached about Jesus and about the love of Jesus I look at that and I think wow that is confidence and that is boldness and that is um that's just amazing stuff, which I even look up to want to yeah. be like one day type thing. So that's a, the picture of what I think confidence and and I know that for him to have that though, it does come from a relationship with Jesus for sure. Yeah, mm. exactly. And we're going to get into that. But yeah. I think that's like confidence in God. You're confident in God and therefore mm. you're able to Absolutely. preach and stuff. Mm. So, I don't know about you, but I think me and, like, everyone else at church is, like, Emma's so confident, she's so out there, all of that. Mm. And have you always been like this or has Mm. it been a big journey? So when you first asked me, like, oh, you're so confident, like, are you always that confident? My response is, like, absolutely not (laughs) type thing. Just because of who we are with the Lord is um, we are called to absolutely defy the impossible we're called to do the impossible we're called to show the world how we make and bring um the impossible to the world and to the earth and we're called to show people that and so a lot of the times god is the one who is always like oh you need to dream bigger you need to have bigger dreams but for those dreams to happen it has to be done um by god which comes to the verse of and i'm just going to read it because i think it's a beautiful verse It says, we are like common jars of clay that carry this glorious treasure within, which is the Holy Spirit, Jesus, 
the Father and the kingdom so that extraordinary overflow of power will be seen as God and not ours. Though we may, may experience every kind of pressure, we are not crushed. And at times we don't know what to do, but quitting is not an option. So that there just says how much, um, how much of well, I just can't do this this world and I can't do this life on my own. I have yeah. to do it with the power of God yeah. in me. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I can give you an example. You want an example? Yeah. Okay. Um, so um, I I even told you this before, but um, I remember going through a really tough season, and I remember lying on the ground for like on the floor for months because I was just so, I had just so much stuff going on and I couldn't even get up. And I had a friend come and visit me and she was like, um, I said to her, oh gosh, I wish I was strong like you because she's someone who's really strong. And I was so, I was so weak and I felt so helpless and all those things. And I was also crying out to God. I'm like, God, would you please make me strong because I seriously can't do this. And then I remember a few days later I had to go do a massive presentation um, to um, to multiple hundreds of people or something and it was I was just about to walk on and then all of a sudden I just had strength. It was like I became strength and I became confident um, and it just came out of me and I just knew that yeah. that was the Lord. Um, so I just know that me walking with the Lord, things like this happen and and that is when I start to see the impossible become possible. So, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That's a long answer to your question. <laughs> no, that is exactly what we want. Yeah. <laughs> so, since then, since your friend said that to you, do you think you've been found it easier to be confident or is it still an up and down process with mm. God and everything? Well, every time I come to a thing where I know I have to defy the impossible, so with me and the Lord, we have to make something happen where it's miracles healings um we're loving on someone with a supernatural love i know that i can't possibly do it so therefore if anything my trust grows knowing that god's gonna back me up so a lot of the time when i come up to a new challenge i'm like god help me please um but the more that i've practiced it and done it the more confident i get not just in myself but also confident in god knowing that he's going to rock up and have my back in yeah. you know and all of a sudden now I'm I'm at a point in certain situations where I get really really excited if I have no idea what's going to happen or if I have no idea how I'm going to get from A to B because I know that God is about to move and I love seeing God move. So through your confidence in God that's helped you gain your confidence in yourself. Yeah, I guess so. Yep. And I think that's the same for me too. I think, I mean, to me, you're a much more confident, outgoing person. Mm. I've always struggled a lot with confidence. But mm. I think as I trust God more and in my identity, I become more, like I accept myself more. And mm. it's still like a long way to go. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be like you, like yeah. bouncing off the walls with confidence. Mm. But I definitely think it's God's faithfulness and seeing him like answer prayers and yeah, sorry, absolutely. everything like that. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That causes me to go, okay, well, he made me mm. and I am called for such a time mm. as this. Therefore, I'm more confident in who I am. Mm. And something I wanted to talk about a bit is how our confidence affects others so much because when you like are confident in yourself mm. and you're not insecure or always struggling with that, you also see the value in other people. Mm -hmm. And you can help them with their confidence. And I think you're such an 
encourager and always like helping people and outgoing and stuff do you think you've always been more confident than the average person Mm. um I think um on a layer because I'm also quite extroverted so um you know when I come into crowds I become alive type thing but there's been massive levels where I've had sorry not levels but there's been a lot of times and a lot of situations where I've been so insecure but definitely as I've grown older I've become more confident and secure in who I am in a lot more areas like there's still areas where I'm insecure for example public speaking or having to preach or something Um, I don't find that I found that I get quite nervous still when those types of things but I know the more I do it the more confident I'll get and again seeing God come back me up in all of those situations and then I just it's like I thrive off that um that um um it's not insecurity anymore but I thrive off it's like the adrenaline of going to speak or something because I know God's gonna back me up and I know God's gonna move and I know God's gonna talk to people so I end up loving those areas in in my life type thing so you keep saying like oh I saw God backed me up in this thing and that's helped me with my confidence and it makes me more secure can you give like an example yeah so one thing which I love seeing and I now thrive in is this space which me and God is, have created is God will tell me to go to a country and I won't have any money but I'll see him provide. He'll, um, he'll tell me where to go and he'll um, – and, and, and it's just purely miracles. You know, I get to see miracles. So, for example, I've had two trips but I'll talk about one trip. It's funny because I was literally going to ask. I know. Like, that was one of your questions <laughs> coming. Yeah, because I want to talk a bit about, you know, insecurities and knowing your identity and personality and being confident in that. But another part of being confident is your confidence in God and going to, like, a random country with yeah. no money. That is full faith and it's yeah. taking a risk and it's confidence. Absolutely. So, yeah, here. Yeah, no, but, um, but definitely, like, uh, because I've done it a few times now, I thrive and I love it and I just know God, Get I get to see God. So I'll talk about going to Africa first. So um, I wanted to go to Africa because I was hungry to know more about God and I know God was moving there. So I ended up getting seven jobs and this is what I was about. I was, think I just turned 18. Okay. So I just finished school. I was house-sitting with all my friends and I was like, I need to get to Africa. So I'm just going to save as much money as I can. And I got, so I needed 10 grand because Africa was for three months and um, and then I had to go to uh, do an outreach in Asia for another month and I only had, I don't know, a certain amount of time left and I had got to three grand with maybe only four weeks left and then God started to um, teach me about this whole thing of sowing and reaping. Um, Love that. Yeah. <laughs> and so he told me to give two grand of the three grand away so I ended up paying off someone's debt for two grand. And then I had to now get nine grand in three weeks. And so after that, um, I just started, people started coming up to me. And previously, before that, I even posted on Facebook because I just thought it was the thing you do. I'm going to Africa. If anyone wants to donate, they can. And no one donated. But then it came up to three weeks left and um, 
And then all of a sudden I started having people come up to me and say, Emma, God's telling me to give you this much money. God's telling me to give you this much money. God's telling me to give you this much money. And I end up being a week late because I also had to do all the visas and things, but I end up getting the 10 grand. And um, while I was over there, I was totally looked after in terms of I had more money coming into my bank account um, and things like that. I love that so, so much. And I think I hear like so many stories all the time of, I had no money and I was and mm. I needed to get to a place desperately and God told me to give it all away or give like mm. 10% or whatever and then I got like 10 times that, like yeah. the next day and all this like awesome stuff. Did the people coming up to you know what it was for? Were they like, oh, this is for Africa? Or they just like, God told me, I don't know, I don't know. Oh, it was a bit of both actually. So some people wanted to sew into what I was doing there and then some people were just like, oh, I just know I need to give you this amount of money type thing. So they'd heard from God and then kind of just being really obedient yeah and that's like the faithfulness of god like it's yeah absolutely it was your obedience that was like okay i'm going to africa and you had like no money yeah and you just trusted so you said you gave two thousand away yeah over three thousand yeah so that's like huge because then you still need nine thousand yeah so you just were like okay i heard that i have to give two thousand and i bet you the person who you gave that to was so grateful and even if they weren't at the time or even if they weren't a Christian, like, I don't know. But I think that's just you always it's sowing a seed mm. and in that they can see the faithfulness of God and the yeah. gift of or the beauty of giving to others mm. and hopefully then they can give on and, you mm. know, give someone else money when it's time for them. Mm. I think um, another example, do you want me saying another example? Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> um, so... I had to get to the US for a wedding and I had negative $10 in my bank. I love this story. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and one person who doesn't want to be named, um, she was like, oh, God's telling me I need to give you $2,000 so you can get over there. And I was like, oh, okay, cool type thing. And God told me, Emma, let me organize it all. Because after that, I'm like, you know, looking up flights and things. So I stopped looking up flights. And then I went to church. And then the, the pastor was like, go meet someone you've never met before. And I was like, okay. And I went and I met this beautiful woman. And I was like, hi, my name's Emma. And she's like, hi, my name's Bonnie. And I was like, she's like, tell me about yourself. And I told her. And, um, and I told her, like, oh, I'm going to the U.S. I got two grand. And I'm like, you know, what's going to happen? Like, God's going to have to rock up. And then she was like, oh, I'm a flight attendant. Will you call me tomorrow? And I will, um, like, I'll organize your flights for you type thing. And I was like, oh, awesome. Yay, God. And so um, I called her the next day and she was like, all right. I said, God's giving me two grand. Here you go. You organize it all. And she's like, perfect. She's like, you leave on Thursday. It's a one-way ticket to Virginia, so which is the east side of um, America. And then she's like, you're going to be there for a month, but your flight leaves from L.A., which is the west side. So in that month, you need to somehow get from one place to the other, and um, the flight will cost you $1,990. So it actually Whoa. paid off my negative $10 in my bank. <laughs> Uh, and I was like, oh, so you were left yeah, with zero dollars, and zero you had dollars. to somehow get across the country. Yes, yeah, yeah. And so I quickly like, um, so my parents um, ever also gotten used to my type of traveling. Um, <laughs> so I quickly cleaned the house, and my mum felt I think really worried or sorry for me or something. So she quickly gave me eighty dollars, and so um, I flew over there, and I got to Chicago. And then they're like, oh, your flight's been delayed. Um, 
to and so you don't fly out until the next day so I got to use that $80 for accommodation in Chicago so I got to spend um, me and the Lord were just you know roaming the streets and I got to have an ice hotel in Chicago and got to see Chicago and he was telling me to go to certain places to have lunch together and then I finally got to Virginia and um, yeah it was amazing like I for being there for a month, I that was the first time where I got to see how we're a body because I would go I'd go to a church service and I would leave the church service and people filled my whole bag up with money and things like that. And of course I didn't just save it and keep it to myself, but I still sowed it into people's lives and ministries and God would only ever multiply it type thing. So that is so amazing. Yeah. And I, I'm sure that has, like, really boosted your confidence. You're like, okay, I can do anything. Yeah. Well, I definitely, in those areas, I thrive. You know, I'm like, yep, I get to see God move and I, and I love seeing God move. At the same time, though, like, I am all the time just, like, pursuing God. God, tell me about this. How do you want to yeah. do this? How do you want to go about it? So it all comes from that of course. place of intimacy yeah. of otherwise um, – because I remember then going seeing someone after – I came back from America and she was like, Emma, what happens if, like, God didn't provide somewhere for you to stay or something like that and you're on the street? And I said, well, but he's my dad. He would. And, then, and she asked me again. I'm like, but it was not even a question for me. I was like, well, he's my dad. Of course he would, you know. So you talk a lot about hearing the voice of God mm-hmm. and I think from that, that requires faith and that is confidence in God. Okay, well, I heard this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go do it. But could you, like, explain a little bit how you hear from God? Yeah, sure. Do you mind if I deviate a little? So I want to actually talk about um, your identity with God. Okay. Because so how I got started to have the understanding is he's my dad and he's my father and he thought of me before the beginning of the world. Like he thought Emma is going to look like this and she's going to have all of those gifts, you know, and she's going to be um, have talents here and she's going to have her strengths are going to be here and she's going to be, um, she's going to look this way. And so I think about, you know, as I'm, you know, cooking in my mum's womb, God is there being like, you know, putting all the DNA together and making me who I am type thing. And having that understanding then, started to help me that if I pursue God, I'll have more understanding of who I am, more knowledge of who I am because I'll just listen to who he says that I am and then I'll just, you know, kind of go go from there. And so then God started to reveal to me and show to me just he, just Jesus' relationship when he was on earth, what his relationship with the disciples were. So Jesus would hang out with his disciples all the time that they would start to mimic Jesus. And so... Knowing how that relationship works, having my dad who created me and I know if he told me who I am, that means that's what I am, you know. He brings me to a place of um, sometimes if I'm really worried or anxious or whatever, he'd be like, Emma, what did I teach you? And i go to like, you're my dad, I'm your daughter, that I sit at your right hand, that I have all the authority type thing. Then having, um, getting to see Jesus' relationship with his disciples I then got to understand because Jesus says, and I'm just going to read it, um, it says, Jesus said to his disciples, the Holy Spirit of truth who will be a friend to you just like me and he will never leave you. So, for example, 
No, it says you will you will intimately you will know him intimately because he will make a home in you. So that's when Jesus was about to go away. So he's saying the Holy Spirit's going to come. Don't worry, you'll know him really well, like you know you know me. And so then having that relationship with God, I was like, okay, well it must be pretty clear because if the if the disciples can know Jesus' voice and know his heartbeat, that means the Holy Spirit who's made a home in me. It must be really easy for me to hear his voice. So I started practicing. So when I was in Asia, a friend who I hadn't um, had many words of knowledge, I didn't even know about prophesying or anything, but she did. And so she just threw me straight into the deep end and was like, God talks to you. We're going to practice. Get a word. Tell me about this person. So words of knowledge and stuff. And so I just started to do it. At the start, I thought I was making stuff up, but then I started to, through my relationship with the Holy Spirit, now I'm starting to, I know that there's five senses, you know, so I have started to be engaged and kind of like the disciples with Jesus, how they start to mimic Jesus. I've started to be able to mimic the Holy Spirit. And, um, yeah, and that's through hearing his voice, through, um, you know, listening, seeing, um, feeling, smelling, tasting, um, and just seeing, you know, repetitively seeing him and talking to him every day. Like I just, it's a natural thing for me. So. Yeah, that's so good. And I think it's a journey and it reminds me of the verse. It's John 10 verse 27 and it's my own sheep will hear my voice and I know each one and they will follow me. I give to them the gift of eternal life and they will never be lost and no one has the power to snatch them out of my hands. So it's a reminder, nothing on this earth can separate you from the love of God and it's your choice. And if you want to, he's welcoming you to be able to hear his voice and he wants you to be his daughter and his son. Mm. So on the topic of that, when you say, I hear God's voice, like, mm. could you elaborate a little bit on that? Because I think some people are like, oh, I don't hear God's voice or does God speak today or I don't know how to know when it's him, stuff like that. Mm. Well, I love the verse that you just read out because that one has um, really pulled pulled me through a lot of hard times of things like, and people experience things like abandonment and things where I've really had to use that to be like, no, God has not abandoned me in certain times where it's hard, but it's it's given me life and truth to be like, okay, if that's what it says in the Bible, then it is true that I that God is here. His home is in me. Um, he is right next to me. He will never leave me or forsake me. Therefore, if he's here in the room, what is he saying? What is he doing? What is he um, because obviously he's a father who does care for me. So if I'm in a place of stress, he's going to be talking to me. He's the God of all comfort. So he's going to be comforting me. So I really had to, with those truths, I then had to push into that, be like, okay, yeah. God, then where are you? Give me a picture of um, of where you are right now for me. And all of a sudden in my mind, I would have a, a really quick um, picture of he's sitting there on my bed with me type thing. Um, and so... A lot of the time I'd be like as well, God, don't fail me. You know, when I ask you a question, would you, would you please make sure that you say something because I'm scared that you won't say anything, therefore I'll be left in this place. But, you know, God is faithful and he does show me um, where he is every time. A lot of the times with those verses is people may not have faith to believe that he is actually there. So to have faith as small as a mustard seed, you just have to believe that he is here in the room right now. And when it comes back on to hearing his voice, because I've had to really pursue those truths, it has expanded my understanding of how God talks to me. 
that's so good and I think it comes from the faith of okay I know God is real this is what he says Mm. he says that I can hear his voice he says that he is with me and Mm. everything you just said so from that it's like you just learn and is it like visions and yeah sometimes you hear a voice and sometimes Mm. you just have absolute overwhelming peace or Mm. confirming prophetic words about yeah like a thought just is that kind of oh absolutely like another example I could give you is um so I've done a lot of exams over my like I did a bachelor and I also did my year 12 exams and so many times I've been in a place for example we'll go to year 12 exams English it is definitely not English was not um a strength of mine and I remember being in the English exam for year 12 and all of a sudden as I'm writing um whatever piece I had to write on all of these really big words, like it just started to pour out of me and I knew the Holy Spirit was just telling me what to write, you know. Sometimes it's an impression. Sometimes, um, for example, uh, I was looking after a child and um, she was quite young but she knew she had, we didn't know she had any allergies or she was anaphylactic or anything and as soon as I was, and she has peanut butter every single morning and I was eating cashews and I gave her a cashew and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit said she's allergic. And because the Holy Spirit said that, I knew that I had to call the ambulance, I had to get the mum home and all of those types of things. So, um, And that was more of a clear voice. Um, it wasn't audible, but it was like, it was, it was like, oh, more cheerful. The thing is some people hear from God like that. Like audibly type thing. I think also there are different times depending on the time mm-hmm. in your life and maybe how quote-unquote urgent it is because mm-hmm. I know you know Todd White for example mm-hmm. when he was shot like he heard this loud booming vo- mm-hmm. voice like I took these bullets for you yeah all of that but he doesn't necessarily hear that every single second that person yeah. needs healing for this mm-hmm. that person needs healing for that it's like if we have a relationship with God he will speak to us mm-hmm. if we are open and if we are willing and I yeah. think it's it's like a muscle like you have to grow yeah, really and learn good. and mm-hmm. I agree yeah. yeah I think you just have to like be like Holy Spirit mm-hmm. guide me yeah. I want I need to know if this is you speaking because yeah. also in terms of God speaking and hearing a voice do you know when it's like the devil Mm. like feeding you with bad thoughts like do you go okay that is you can tell the difference between like the overwhelming peace and all of that or is it okay I'm not gonna stand with that Mm. for me um with the whole devil and things like that and the demonic and things um I so for example I was in the botanical gardens the other day and I was just sitting down talking to God and um I was uh, I don't know, I was just thinking or something. Then all of a sudden I started to have really bad thoughts. And um, so God has opened my eyes to the spiritual world. And all of a sudden I turned around and I knew a demonic thing was right kind of behind me. And all I was there and all I knew I had to do was like I just sent it, told it to go away. So it just had, it just, if anything, it just changed my thoughts. And so all I knew to do was, okay, that isn't right because there were negative you know, if God is a God of purity and love and goodness and things like that, we're called to transform our mind and the way we think yeah. and things. So even if we have thoughts which are our are ourself of fleshly thoughts or thoughts from the devil, we don't partner with them. The only thing the devil can do is um, 
really affect your mind with thoughts. But then again, all you have to do is say, hey, I'm not partnering with those. That isn't truth. The truth is I am, you know, uh, me and God are so one and holy and beautiful and pure and loving and, you know, just to not partner with thoughts. Yeah, so it's coming from this place of I know God speaks good over me and mm. I know that the enemy comes to kill and destroy yeah. and all of that. Yeah. Well, so, it's, it's that verse you said of, um, you know, and the sheep will know my voice yeah. type thing. I also know, which I will say, is the more risk you take with God, um, the more he you will, for example, um, I was in Sydney, bought a one-way ticket, and I had to get from some place to some place, and I had to t- catch a bus to get somewhere. It might have been to the airport. I can't even remember. And I was so busting for the toilet, and I had to wait at the bus, and then when I had to get on the bus, I didn't know what time it was coming. Um, and I thought it would be coming really soon, but I knew that as soon as I get on the bus, I still have to wait a whole bus trip to get wherever I'm going, and then I could find a toilet. And as I'm sitting there, I'm just I know God told me, um, you're going to have enough time to go to the toilet. And it was a McDonald's opposite. So I went to the McDonald's and then I came and then I started, I started to walk back and all of a sudden I see the bus arrive. So perfect timing for me to get on the bus type thing. So as you were saying before, um, the more risk you take as well, and even if you don't hear his voice, if you're doing it from a place of, you know, I, like faith, it's best to exercise your faith than not do it at all, you know, in terms of if I'm sitting at the bus stop and I am and I hear God say, oh, you'll have enough time to go to the toilet, um, I can just be like, nah, I don't know, like, was that God? I don't know, you know. I'd rather just, okay, I believe that God said that. I'm just going to go anyway and I'm going to believe and I'm going to trust in what you said because that's exercising my muscle of faith. Type yeah. thing. So from that, from mm. your relationship with God, mm. over time you can build up more confidence in who God is and his voice mm. and his faithfulness. Mm-mm-mm. Absolutely. And the more I pursue God, the more I hunger for God, the more that I want to s- spend multiple hours or whatever. It doesn't have to be like that. But the more my heart pursues him and longs for him, the more miracles I see, the more I operate in power, his power, the more... You know, even things like, um, let's talk about love, for example. So there are different versions of love, but there's a love which is called agape love, which is unconditional love, which only comes from the Father. But, for example, going into a workplace, so um, I my job is to go to different um, aged cares all around Victoria, and some nurses I'll only see for like two minutes, but in two minutes... They will be telling me their whole life story. They'll tell me insecurities about, you know, what's going on in their life and family. And I know as as they're sharing, they're experiencing acceptance, they're getting encouragement, they're feeling valued, they're feeling all these things. And I know that it's not me, but I know it's this love which is permeating permeating out of me and they get to encounter this love and they feel, they feel so safe and they just want to open up all the stuff. A lot of the time I'll then leave because I only have two minutes and they're just like, oh, my gosh, what just happened? Who is this girl? But it's me operating in this place of love and I know that it's not me, you know. So That's so true and I think with people, like even non-Christians, if you are 100% pursuing God and being obedient and always trying to be a better and more godly, quote-unquote, godly person, people mm. see the love and people see, like, the light in your eyes. Like, I have people come up to me and they're like, what's in your eyes? Mm. 
or people were like, oh my gosh, like I just had all this peace being with you. And it's like that mm. supernatural peace. I It's not from me. It's from God, but through your connection that can flow through you. Mm. So that kind of leads on to one of the questions I was going to ask, which is to me, and I'm sure a lot of people, at least in the time I've known you like the last eight years, you've always been so confident in who God is and so confident in your identity and mm. yourself and therefore you're confident in others. Mm. And how have you seen that connection with God, like your relationship with God, but also your confidence affect other people? Yeah, um, I actually really like this um, because this question because my heart is to see people operate. So what they see in me, I know that they can have. So, Absolutely. Yeah, so I think being able to empower people in that and to get belief in them and to motivate them and to inspire them to understand everything of what we're talking about in having a relationship with God, hearing his voice, because I know at the end of the day, if they have intimacy, God will bring them out into this themselves. So I feel here I'm just showing them, hey, this is me. This is what it looks like to have a relationship with God. You can have it too. I will encourage you into it. I will teach you if you want to be taught because it is my heart and my passion. And then um, I really have the Lord always pursued joy because the joy of the Lord is our strength. So I know to be able to really transform someone's life it's not just love but it's joy as well and they get to encounter that joy so again it's showing them hey you can live a different way if you want and this is how you can do it type thing so (laughs) they've like opened my mind up I love that so much because if I think about it the most confident people I know are all like super super strong Christians Mm. and I think the world is looking for a way to find their confidence or find their identity and actually love themselves for who they are. Mm. But I think the answer is like having a relationship with God, knowing yourself in God. And I have another episode. I don't think it will be out when this is released, but it's about where does your worth come from? And Mm. we can't find it in all these worldly things. Mm. We're never going to be satisfied. We're never going to be confident in ourselves. So I think like what you've really highlighted today and I love so much is your confidence comes from God. It doesn't come from another person or how much money you have or whatever. And they can influence that. They can help you like another person might help you along your journey. But the way they would help you is by connecting you to God. Mm, That is pretty much it. (laughs) And definitely there's um, strategies and ways that you learn with the Lord. Um, You did mention it before and I can't even remember what you said. But one of the things which I thought about, coming here when talking about identity and confidence and all those things was the verse of if you lose your life, you will find it. I was going to say that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. And I guess, I don't know if you have any ideas, but what does it mean to lose your life? Like, do you know? That's like the topic, but I think like surrendering to God, everything. And I'm actually going to do another episode on that because mm. as – humans or like as Christians people can be like okay God I give you this but I'm managing my finances fine like that doesn't matter right now and slowly over time they're actually taking back what they've given to God the thing is that was never ours in the first place Mm. I think it's surrendering to God and being like okay God use my life but it's also not caring about what other people think of you like what the earth or the world thinks Mm. of you So in a way, to the world, you're losing your life. Like, you're not caring anymore how it's 
I guess, viewed mm. in a way mm. or, like, what you do with it. But in that, you're finding your life because you, this is actually who you were made to be. You were made to be in God. So what you're saying is when you're talking about not caring what other people think is you're surrendering fear of man to God. Absolutely. So you're being like, okay, I know the world says that we're to have good things and we had to make sure we buy a house or, you know, have the latest iPod and all those things. But you're saying, God, you know, I, I'd rather choose to live by your way. And I know that sometimes you aren't all about having all of these things, you know, Instead of buying all the iPods, how about we go and so into this area or how about, you know, I'm doing, I'm kind of holding his hand, I'm doing what he's saying type thing. Um, so which is just partnering God with God and being obedient. And the more I sow into that space with God, um, the more I, as, as we were saying before with the verse of um, if, if you lose your life, you'll find it. That is you losing your way of the world that, I'm starting to find it in walking with God in the, the ways of him and these kingdom ways type things. So, Absolutely. And in doing that, all of a sudden, I'm overflowing with these supernatural things, which is, you know, my life with him together. And I think in that you are, like, you'll be blessed. Mm. Like the whole sowing money, like, oh, I need 10000 I have 3000 I'm going to give 2000 of that away. Mm. It's taking a risk in faith, but it's not caring about, it's not actually about how much money you have or mm. how glamorous your lifestyle is. It's being like, okay, this person needs it. This community needs it. I'm going to gift it to them, show them the love mm. of God, be an example for them. And in that, I trust that God will give me what I need. Mm, absolutely and more so losing your life is finding it so as I'm walking with God which comes into identity all of a sudden I'm finding out my identity with God because I'm I've lost my way of the world but I'm finding my identity with God I'm finding my life again um and I'm operating in ways of kingdom anyways keep going and I'm sure you would say living the way you are now with your mm. identity in God, you're a lot happier and more confident than you could have been before. Yeah, I mean, I haven't got those insecurities, maybe what I used to have. I haven't got them anymore and I've become stronger. I've become, but it's just become who I am, you know. It's like God has become so much bigger in me that it's like when people see confidence, I know he's looking straight at himself. They're looking at him, you know. Um for example, going back to the Harry and Megan's wedding and seeing that pastor, you know, preach, that was boldness of God, you know, like that wasn't his own boldness. I was looking at the boldness of God manifest out of his life. It's, he is going, he, he did it so easy, you know. He was preaching the love of God just so easy, but I knew that I was looking at um, God manifesting out of his life in such boldness and confidence and strength. But also I also like that fake it till you make it. You know, so even when you're insecure, you just step out there anyway, trusting and believing in God. And even if it does fail, that does not matter because God is happy that you stepped out in faith. And of course, um, it's not even failure, you know, to God at all. So we don't fail, but um, I just know that we will reap whatever we sowed in that area. We will reap a hundredfold because he loves faith and he loves us exercising that faith. Yeah, and going back to what you said earlier about the going to the bathroom when the bus was coming. Oh, yeah. Even if that wasn't God's voice, he would have, and you missed the bus, he would have still provided for you in a mm. way and made sure that you were getting to where you needed to be. Absolutely, 100%. 
And I think the reason the whole fake it till you make it thing works is because you are listening to the what God thinks about you instead. Mm. So even if you don't believe it or feel it, yeah, yeah, you're speaking the truth over yourself. That's why I think it works. Mm. Yeah, come on. No, I totally, totally agree. That's really, really good. Is there anything you have to say about like what I just like everything that we kind of covered? Um, to sum it all up is if you pursue God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, you'll find out who your identity is. You'll find out who he is. And then all of a sudden you'll have confidence and all of a sudden you'll be doing things that defy the impossible to the world. Um, and I just know with God, anything and everything is possible. Um, and so I just pursue him and I start to watch, you know, all the impossibles become possible and to defy the world and um, show the world that God is real through what I do in my actions and, yeah, because yeah. he's so real when you're in that place of, like, God has to rock up and, and the whole time it's like, Emma, dream bigger, dream bigger, you know, because I just know that's possible, so. Yeah, absolutely, and I think it's not striving. Like, mm. I think there will be people listening that are like, oh, like, I want to be confident, I want to get to know God. Mm. And it's not a striving, oh, I need to know myself, I need to be more confident. It could take years. I mean, the, your whole life is a journey. So I think it's not oh, striving to, I want to be confident, I want to do impossible. It's not like that at all. But if it's God, I just want to know you. Mm. Not for the sake of being more confident, not for the sake of doing a good sermon, not for mm. the sake of being the popular kid in school who gives the best advice, mm. for the sake of knowing you. Mm. So it's not a strive to, mm. you know, be more confident or to do the impossible. It's mm. just through relationship then yeah. you're able to do that mm. i also just probably want to say another thing is um for people who do struggle with you know social anxiety and things like that um one really good way of even if you're in a place of pursuing god but you still want to go out to parties you can actually put in strategies of okay um for example, I'm really extroverted, so when I go into a party, I can, you know, chat to everyone in the room, but my heart is the same where my sister is more introverted to me, so she's more, like the one-on-one, but our hearts are the same in terms of the goal is never about us, but we talk to them about them. So we speak to them, you know, hey, how are you going? And we ask questions about who they are, and we got really good at asking questions, and they may never even ask a question about me, but... I'm in there purely for them. So um, you can just put in strategies in terms of what questions are you going to ask before you go to the party or wherever you're going to go, um, and that will help you a lot to be able to be okay in the settings. And, and, you know, if you see someone, even if you go in and ask God, God, who should I talk to just to help yourself out so you don't have all this anxiety and maybe he'll highlight someone, go chat to them or maybe go find someone who looks uncomfortable and who's on the fringe and go straight up to them and be like, hi, my name's Emma, my name's Jade. I just want to say, I love this about you. I love your dress. I love what you're wearing. Tell me, like, did it take you long to do your hair like that? Or, you know, did it take, where'd you get your dress from? And tell me more about yourself, but just come up with questions to ask. And they're just so practical um, and that will help you out in situations as well. But, um, yeah, and that will also over time you'll get confident going into situations like that. Yeah, and yes. a couple other points I had. Before you were talking about, like, God highlighting people to you and hearing the voice of God and 
something for me, I think, as you've said, like, it's all about stepping out in faith. There have been times, like, say, at a conference and God highlights, like, three people and I'm like, okay, that person. Like, I just need to pray for that person, go talk to that, like, person and there'll be, like, three people and I'm like, but but I don't know. You know, those bad thoughts come in, oh, but that's just my thought. Like, I don't know. But then... I'll have, like, my friend or someone be like, that, those three people. Like, they'll be like, those same three people. Mm-hmm. And that is almost, to me, a confirming, like, okay, I just need to step out in faith and go to those three people. Because mm-hmm. when I have a friend with me or a leader, whoever, sometimes they're, like, the same three people highlighted out of the whole entire conference. Mm-hmm. The most random people. And it's so amazing because I see when you go up to people and when you say the prophetic word and no matter how mm-hmm. crazy, like, they might not even be a Christian. They might be like, I don't want to talk to this stranger. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they'll be like, you don't even know how much I needed that. Mm-hmm. You don't even know. And, I mean, the times people have come up to me and just said stuff, it's been, like, the most life-changing stuff. So, I don't know. I just thought of that about what you were saying about, like just trusting God and when he highlights people to you mm-hmm. and hearing him. And I think that's just an example for me. Like there are times when I'm like, well, I don't want to go to them. But then it's like, actually, they need what I have. Like God's telling me I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. And, it, mm-hmm. you know, it can be absolutely life-changing for them. Yeah, and, yeah, go, you guys, for stepping out in that way because I think especially people who struggle socially – if they're going to go into a place and then to think that they have to go and give a prophetic word on top of that, it could be so daunting, you know. So I say even if you don't have a prophetic word, you just go in and, like, chat to them and that's enough because, for example, I don't give out prophetic words. I hardly ever do and I hardly ever give out words of knowledge. But me just being in there, they get to encounter God and God's love. And I think something that I want people to know listening to this who are like, well, how can I be like Emma? Like, I'm not confident or I'm not gifted. God doesn't speak to me or whatever. The truth is that you are gifted and you are called on this earth for such a time as this. And maybe, for example, say Emma (laughs) was with you and she was like, let's go pray for that person. They, like, God's highlighting them to me and you're like, well, I don't hear from God. Like, I'm nothing. You can go by yourself. And Emma's like, no, come, come. And then you guys go and maybe Emma prays and that person's healed. But maybe in your heart you're like, okay, this person, this person, like, needs to know what God thinks about them. This person needs, this still needs healing from their foot. (laughs) Like, maybe something that Emma didn't know. And then you, like, tell them and you step out in faith and you're like, I don't know if this is God, but Emma's like, no, come on, like, just do it. That could be exactly what the person needs to hear from both of you. And I think it's so important to remember that everyone has different gifts and different talents, so don't disqualify yourself because of your age or because you feel like you don't hear from God the same way that your confident, bold friend does who's always praying for people and they're always being healed or whatever because you are just as gifted and you have your own gifts and your own talents and we're supposed to work together as a community and lift each other up and maybe from that, from Emma being like, no, like, come on, just say what you hear in your heart, just say what you feel and that person's life being changed, you then get a little bit more confident And then next time you go with another person and that person gets changed as well and, like, what you say changes their life, stuff like that. And over time, it's going to build up. So first of all, that's an example of how you being confident, like Emma, for example, you telling people, no, come on, just tell them that can change their life and help them grow in confidence. But also I want people to know who are listening who are like, what, I don't hear from God. Like, 
he will speak to you if you will listen. And it may well be in a different way to how your neighbour hears God. Your neighbour might hear a booming voice or have visions and dreams every night and you might just feel it in your heart or feel an overwhelming peace about the thought. But I just want to encourage you that you're gifted and even if you don't have the most outgoing personality like your friend or like your pastor or your favourite preacher, you can still be used by God. Well, God uses a donkey, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God uses a donkey you can use you. Exactly. Like I've seen, you know, um, I've seen God use people who I never thought would use, you know. He, like he loves the least of these, you know, he uses the least of these. Yeah. Um, and, you know, from this person, you know, people came to the Lord, you know, and I was like, wow, God, you know, little children he uses. Absolutely. Oh, my yeah. gosh, don't even get me started on, like. Absolutely. Like, people will always disqualify people, like, oh, you're just young or you might disqualify yourself. I don't, I don't hear from God. I don't get prophetic words for people. Or maybe you prayed for someone and they weren't healed. So you're losing your confidence. And not that we have time, but if we did, I could literally sit here and tell you the most incredible stories from the shyest people or the youngest kids hearing from God. Yeah, come on. God uses you. Like, if you have one heart to just step out in faith, God, I promise you God will use you. God will use you to transform the world. Like, he chooses the least of these to transform the world. You know, let's think of, you know, um, all the people in the Bible like a lot of them come, Moses, he didn't want anything to do with it, but he chose his man, this little old man, to change and save all of Egypt, you know, to partner with him. So God's just got you back. you just got to be willing to say yes and you got to be willing to just, you know, give yourself over, lose your life for God, give your all to God, surrender it all to the Lord and he will use you. So you just got to be willing. Absolutely. And the last question I have for you is what would you say to someone who is totally lacking in their confidence, like especially say in their physical appearance and their personality? So not even necessarily their confidence in God, but they're like, oh, I'm ugly or every time I speak I stutter or maybe they're not a Christian. What would your like advice or encouragement be to them on how to be more confident? Yeah, I think it's just loving yourself in that space. So um, no matter what it is, if it is body image, you know, it's getting in front of that mirror and being like, wow, Emma, I love your eyes. You know, I love your body. It doesn't matter if you're not stick skinny, you know, but it's been like, wow, I love your arms. Yeah, you have such gorgeous hair, you know. (laughs) Um, And start to just love on yourself. Um, I think... You know, I've struggled sometimes, especially in the job that I do. It can be just such anxiety. And I came across a nurse who, who she's like, yeah, I struggle with anxiety, but she learnt to treat herself like her best friend does. And so she would self-talk her way out of all of these things because she learnt to love herself really well. So I think if you're lacking in those areas, you just got to learn to love yourself. And to be honest... It, I know it just comes back to the same thing, but the more you love God, the more you just fall in love with yourself. Um, so really it is just, you know, pursuing the Lord and, yeah, just loving yourself. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And I think, I'm like, it's totally, you know, easier said than done in a way. People will be like, well, I hate myself. How am I supposed to just love God and then love myself? But 
Emma's right. <laughs> it is true. And through relationship and patience and stuff, you will learn to love yourself and love others. And yeah. So there we go, guys. That is how my conversation with Emma went. Again, Emma, thank you so much for coming on. I really do hope all of you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you do want to follow her, I will leave her Instagram handle down below in the description where you can also find mine and this podcast. Her Instagram is just Emma K. Pierce, but I will leave it below. I don't know about you, but I think today's episode was such a great reminder about confidence I think we can really let this world tear us apart and ruin our confidence and then like society also teaches oh this is how you become confident this is how you gain your confidence and I think a lot of people are going after happiness and striving to be confident but as today's episode highlighted you don't actually need to go out there and find confidence you already have the answer and through a relationship with God you will become so confident in yourself and who he is so yeah I think Emma was a really great example for that I think today's message was really powerful I hope you found that as well thank you so much for listening don't forget if you have a prayer request you have a topic request something you need advice on a testimony you want to let me know that you want Emma on again whatever it is to do with this podcast you are so so welcome to email me or contact me please do not hesitate it's j.lightituppodcast at gmail.com you can also send me a dm on lightitup underscore podcast on instagram or a voice message using the app anchor so more information will be listed down below but i'd love to hear from you so you're totally welcome to do that also don't forget to subscribe so you can listen to the future episodes from light it up for season one there will be a new one every single wednesday and if you are listening on apple Podcasts, hello welcome all your Apple users, we are officially on Apple Podcasts, but if you could leave a five-star rating and a little review, it will only take you like 30 seconds. That would be so appreciated. This whole podcast is about shining light in the world and getting the gospel out there and getting this message out there. And I seriously think today's episode in particular could be such a powerful thing for someone to listen to. So if you could just leave a quick rating, all it does is help more people know about this podcast that would be awesome and i'll talk to you guys in next week's episode bye